What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Formula One Gridlock Podcast. My name, of course, is Nathan Charles. I'm always here. And you know who else is here with me? My co-host, Chase Bozung. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am pretty good. Uh, I've got a little something in my throat. I'm doing fine. Um, I'm powering through, but I'm not quite 100%. I'm maybe 87%. I'm 87%. Chase, we don't have a lot of time because we are recording this on a Thursday, Thursday evening, uh, the Thursday before the Italian or Monza, before before uh, the Monza Grand Prix. So we just need to get right into it. The Dutch Grand Prix 2021. First place, Max Verstappen for Red Bull. Second place, Lewis Hamilton, the Mercedes. Third place, Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes. Fourth place, Pierre Gasly and the AlphaTauri. Great result from Pierre there. Fifth place, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. Sixth place, Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. Another great result for them. Seventh place, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari. Eighth place, Sergio Perez in the Red Bull. Eighth place from the back of the grid. Great drive from Sergio today. Ninth place, Esteban Alcon in the second Alpine. Tenth place, the first of the McLarens, Lando Norris. And right behind him in 11th place, his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, in the second McLaren. Twelfth place, Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin, followed by his teammate, Sebastian Vettel, in 13th in the second Aston Martin. Fourteenth place, another uh, teammate pairing here. Fourteenth, Antonio Giovinazzi. Fifteenth place, his stand-in teammate for Kimi Raikkonen, who, of course, was out with COVID for this race, Robert Kubica both in the Alfa Romeos. Then we had the Williams teammates, Nicholas Latifi getting the, uh, not really a, a, the nudge on George Russell because George Russell did not finish this race along with Yuki Tsunoda and Nikita Mazepin. We've got Nicholas Latifi, George Russell, Mick Schumacher, Yuki, and Nikita at the very back. So, Chase, let's jump right into it. Who, uh-huh. give me your one-word description. Uh, landslide. So I chose landslide because it's interesting. You have landslides everywhere in this. You have Max just dominating first place after mm-hmm. he gets it back after passing Bottas. Landslide from there on out. Yep. And then the top three. I mean, second place is a landslide from third place. Then third place is a landslide from fourth place. Fourth's not anywhere close. And then, like, fourth and fifth are kind of close, and then no one else is kind of close. You know, it just it just kept being a landslide. I mean, like, uh, Schumacher got lapped three times. Yep. Yeah. Three times. So, yeah. Yes, Zanford is a pretty short track. Um, I mean, I don't know. They had, I think it was 74 laps, which is, which is quite a lot of laps. Normally, we're yeah. closer to the 50 range. And I think we'll have a similar uh, number of laps uh, this weekend uh, in Monza. But you're, you're totally right. Lots of gaps. And really, all you were kind of looking for was somebody to make a mistake. Because mm-hmm. that's that's what was going to shake it up. You know, these guys are obviously very good drivers. And so not really too many of them made a mistake. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, some of the stuff that happened later. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of big gaps. Lots of big gaps. Yeah. My one word description, and this is kind of two words, but Max Verstappen. I mean, this <laughs> was Max's race. This yeah. is what he has been waiting for. This is his home race. This is the Dutch Grand Prix. And Max, n- Chase, 
Max needed to win this one. Yeah, he needed. He needed to win this one. If he hadn't won this one, if Lewis had beat him, that, I mean, this is the second race back, right? From the break. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Max was down. Um, Yeah. He was down because he crashed out in the British Grand Prix. And then, uh, what was it? The Hungarian? He, he, with the Bottas situation? Yep. So he's won, he won in Spa. And he has now won. Yeah, because he, he did not win. He won, he won Spa because of the rain mishap. Because he qualified first, he yes. won Spa. Yes. We didn't even really do an episode on that because there was, there was really no, nothing to do with There's nothing to comment. It's, it's, it I is mean, qualifying it's... may be fun to watch, but there's not much to talk about because it's not racing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Lewis had beat him in Britain. Esteban Ocon wins in Hungary. Kind of a fluke race. Yeah. And then he wins in Belgium. Well, because of the Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. He wins in Belgium and now he wins in, uh, in Zandvoort. He really needed those. Mind you, uh, the the spa one is really irrelevant because he he got twelve points for that and Verstappen got seven. So, it, yeah. it that one that one was just an intermediate. Here's a here's a couple points. But he, I get what you're saying. He needed this one. He needed this one because he was definitely down points. He's now back in first uh, in the drivers' standings. He's got two hundred twenty four and a half, followed by Lewis. Down only three points. Uh, Lewis currently has 221 and a half. Followed, of course, by Valtteri, Bat- Valtteri Bottas all the way down at 123. So not even really close, but those two are neck and neck. Max needs to win these races. And he absolutely he came out and did that. There was never a moment. There, Okay, there was a couple moments. I won't lie. But as like you kind of said, as soon as he got around um Valtteri Bottas uh the the kind of uh obviously Valtteri was slowing Max down Valtteri hadn't pitted Max had already pitted and so had Lewis Lewis was chasing Max Valtteri was holding Max up so that Lewis could catch up but Max gets around Valtteri and he says see you later I'm winning this race and he does and yeah it was never close after that I think he kept about a three second lead um pretty evenly and i i think he no he uh, had more than that at the end well he did because lewis pitted to try to get the fastest lap um but that's beside the point this this was a dominant performance for max verstappen and he needs this and he needs wins like this week in and week out so i just have to give it give him mad props um let's talk drivers then chase since we're already kind of talking about it who was your driver of the day i chose you know perez because you know obvious choice i wanted to choose max but I'm kind of holding myself back from that because I know Max is going to win a lot of races for for a couple years now. So I don't want to look back and be like, oh, yeah, I chose Max 12 times last year <laughs> and then 13 times, you know. So I understand. I like to mix it up. And I, I chose Perez because of, because of what he did. I was going to choose some others, uh, but then halfway through the race, they kind of stopped performing as well. And I was a little disappointed by that. But, yeah. I understand. That's a, it's it was a great race from Sergio. Uh if oh, he yeah. had I think he would be an instant pick for me if he had gotten 
maybe closer to uh, fifth or sixth, sixth. Um, yeah. But eight points. Red Bull. Red Bull wants to do the double this year. They want Max to win the drivers and they want to win the constructors. Yeah. And granted, you know, starting from the like, I don't necessarily think it was all his fault. Yeah. Sergio's fault. I think they changed some engine parts out on him, out on him because he crashed. And so instead of starting at the, at the, you know, in last, maybe giving him a chance to, you know, he's in a fast car. You get some more time. You're closer to the pack. He has to start yeah. from the pit lane. So he's already got this nice, like there's literally like a 20 second gap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause he has to exit the pit lane and then follow yeah, the guys. And, and, and those cars speed up and exactly. you have a bad starting. You have a bad line. Because you're coming out of the pit lane, you don't have the racing line, mm -hmm. you know. And these guys are taking off quick, and you have to. I think they. I think he literally has to wait until the last car gets yeah. past the pit lane. Yep. And then Latifi was in front of him, yeah. so he has to wait for Latifi to do it all. Yep. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but in a sport where you're fighting for milliseconds, uh, passing's not terribly common in the sense of like you have to gain seconds over an hour long thing. You know, and the other mm -hmm. racers have to lose seconds. What what sold it for me is not necessarily well it was, but the the whole ordeal of him passing the McLarens. He rolls up to Daniel Ricardo. Daniel's fighting for it. He passes Daniel like butter. Within four laps, he closes the gap between uh, him and Norris, and then mm -hmm. passes Norris like butter. I mean, mm -hmm. it was well, Norris. Norris turned it into a little aggressive, but he was passing Norris like butter, and then Norris was like, I'm going to push you wide yeah, yeah. super aggressively for no reason. They got the elbows out. They got the elbows out for sure. Yeah, but yeah, what, that's kind of what sold it for me. He just he just walked over to McLaren's, and yeah, he does have a better car, uh, but I'm not certain he's a better racer than Norris, and the McLaren's not a, better, not a bad car, so to just kind of walk over them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, but, like, I think even the commentators, uh, uh, when the race started, this is what Sergio Perez does. Yeah. Like, this, we have seen him do this. He's, he, he just finds a way. Not many racers, there's probably a handful of guys on the grid currently that, even if they find themselves in a crappy position in the back, they can just, they just find a way. Yeah. I and, can think of three. Yeah. I mean, Sergio comes to mind immediately. I've seen Lewis yeah. Hamilton do it a lot. Hamilton and Verstappen. Although, okay. I, I tend to think it's, it's, I see it more Pierre Gasly doing it. I don't see a ton of, of Max. Uh, number one, I don't see Max in a lot of bad positions. Which is well, great. Well, that's the, that's what I'm saying because I think Max can do it. You just don't see him there. He's either out of the race or he's at the front. See, yeah, exactly. That's I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about guys who who find themselves. Maybe they have you know something crappy happens with a tire, or they they crash in quality, and so they they have to be at the back. I see a guy like Pierre Gasly having good races, being able to use his car he, he's using his car he's he's faster than than the cars that are like scientifically slower than him and he's finding a way yep. to get around them but let's move on 
Yeah. Actually, well, we don't even have to move on because my driver of the day was Pierre Gasly. I think yeah. this was a great drive from him. Mm-hmm. I think because uh, he qualified in yeah. fourth and he oh, ended the race in fourth. And for AlphaTauri, because arguably he's got, he's got, uh, let's see, one, he's got two Ferraris behind him. In my opinion, those Ferraris are faster than the, than AlphaTauri. He's got both McLarens behind him. I think both of those McLarens are faster than his Alphatari. And he's got and he's and he has still has Sergio Perez behind him, which that Red Bull is quite a bit faster than the Alphatari. So yeah. to be able to not only keep those two Ferraris at bay, um, but just to just to stay in fourth place, I think mm-hmm. I think he has to be over the moon at that. And I think Alphatari has to be over the moon at that. Well, and to add on to that, qualifying in fourth. And staying in fourth, what better can you ask for when Max Verstappen and is in the race, and then there's two Mercedes? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what better can you ask for? Yeah, I mean, like the only thing better is like fifth because Sergio Perez makes his way up in there. And yeah, he, exactly. And, and that didn't happen, and so Pierre got fourth. I think this is really, really, really good drive from Pierre. Yeah. Okay, let's shift and talk bigger picture. Let's talk team of the day uh chase go ahead because i i think we have kind of a similar idea here yeah it's it's ferrari <laughs> mm-hmm. it's ferrari and even though they got beat by an alfatari which is a little ako taco for them uh if it they beat two mclarens they beat a red bull they we know their car is not we know their car is not phenomenal we know this it's mm-hmm. not that good nope i think they put it in a perfect place for what the car had they they had a good strategy. I think for most of the race, they were pretty much neck and neck. Both of their races were pretty much on each other. Yeah, they were. So they could use a lot more strategy than I'll defend this person. You push ahead, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, yeah, I think I think they did a perfect job for this situation they were given. I, I, I absolutely agree. We both kind of have it written down here. Ferrari, they qualified together. They qualified fifth, sixth. They finished the race uh, fifth, seventh. Mm-hmm. I think Ferrari has to if if Ferrari could get this exact result week in and week out, I think they'd be really happy. Oh yeah. I think they would be. So, I Ferrari for me is the clear um is the is the clear choice here. I agree. Let's talk let's talk bad chase. Let's talk about bad stuff now. I don't want to talk I don't want to talk about bad stuff, but we have to talk about bad stuff. Worst yeah. of the weekend, Chase. Go. Well, thankfully nothing was Nothing was like, oh my goodness, yeah, I can't believe you've done this. You know, nothing, <laughs> nothing was like out of this world, except for before the race, which, and it's not. I hate to say it's not their fault because it is their fault, but it's not. It's not malicious, right? Going back to what we said about Max Verstappen, Hamilton crashing in Britain, it's not malicious, but Haas just decimating my man Vettel at the beginning of the weekend, or well beginning of the big part of the weekend, you know, just ruining his lap time, making him qualified like 17th place, ruining his chances for the race. That was painful to watch. Oh, that was painful. Not great. Not great on Haas. Um, I tweeted uh, earlier. I actually tweeted from our Formula One account, which let me pull up that. I had it up and then I forgot. But we're tweeting. Now we are on Twitter, F1 Gridlock Pod. Go give us a follow, give us a shout out, 
I will be tweeting from there. But I tweeted um, because I was seeing some stuff about uh, Haas and kind of uh, just like the way teams run. I tweeted, if Haas ever wants to compete, like legitimately compete, and I and I was thinking the way that Zach Brown came in and shook up McLaren, mm-hmm. a guy... Uh, a guy like Gunter Steiner just has to go. I agree. Am I off the goop on that one? No, and this is this is the opinion that me and my mom share when watching like the F one, uh, like Drive to Survive Netflix show. Yeah, Drive to Survive. He's. I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's a bad. He's a bad leader. He's just. He does it in an interesting way where it's all negative it's all aggressive it's all blah 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 and then like if you flip it over to someone good like christian horner he's he's not that negative towards his own team he's not like who did this i need to punish you and i'm not saying guter is either but you know it's positive influence versus negative influence yeah i think it's absolutely absolutely granted you know a a show like that is very dramatized so i'm sure you're seeing all the bad and none of the good but the bad is pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty bad. I, I take I take everything I see on that show. I do love the show. It's a great show, and I th- I mean, mm-hmm. I mean it 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 really got me to pay attention. So yeah. I think the show is good for what it is. But you have to take everything with the the context of this is over traumatized for yeah I agree. for the sake of dramatization. So, uh, all right for me, the worst of the weekend. I just feel like uh, Valtteri Bottas not only had has some news later, which we will talk about, yeah. but he seemed to just get beat up this weekend. I really felt bad for him. So obviously he has to, um, you know, kind of basically accept defeat and really early on, basically they, they tell him mm-hmm. you're going to be like, we don't care about you. Just hold up Max Verstappen. And basically because of this, because he's on these tires for so long, he then spins out and almost crashes into, or no, Vettel almost, Vettel Vettel spins spins out. out. He almost crashes into And Bottas almost just T-bones him, which could have been awful, Uh, but he doesn't. I just, I felt Valtteri Bottas just seemingly... Not only in this race, but just in this week, has taken a few punches to the gut. Well, so for that reason, I, I agree. But there is one positive, and I loved this. They tell him not to go for fastest lap, and he's just oh, like, yes. "Nah, fam." <laughs> That's that, uh, made, that. That made me feel amazing. I was like, "Yes, finally, screw over Hamilton." Yeah, I think what actually happened there is he was on uh, softs because they, they pitted him and put him on softs. And then he did two purple sectors. And then they told him he was in the third. He was in like the middle of the third sector. And they mm-hmm. told him to slow down. And he just like didn't slow down enough. I guess he did like the commentators were saying like he did slow down, but he didn't slow down enough. And I just found that really, really funny. Yeah, so, I, I enjoyed that. That was funny. All right, Chase, we got to get to the big news we got to get to the to the thing that everybody wants to hear about and that's of course the driver market 
It's starting already. It's starting already. Well, you mean it's almost over. I mean, yeah, geez. Yeah, you're right. There's what? One spot left, I think. And it's AlphaTauri now. Uh, no, both of the, both of the guys at AlphaTauri are confirmed for next season. Alfa Romeo. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Oh, Alfa Romeo. You're right. Yep. Yeah. There's one spot because I think Williams re-signed Latifi. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead, but. Oh, you're right. Okay. So we had Kimi Raikkonen retiring. We Sad. have hate to see it. We have George Russell and Mercedes. Love to and, see it. Love to see it. And of course, that means uh no. No, because Bottas is now going to Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. And um Alex Albon coming back to love it. Williams. Which we love that one too. I love it. So, um, Kimi Rankin retiring. I know he's had a long career. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about it because I think generally Kimi speaks for himself. Yeah. But I obviously will miss him. I love when there's kind of like a guy who – I love it in sports when there's like a guy who doesn't like play by the normal rules. Yeah. And Kimi Räikkönen is definitely one of those guys. I think one of my favorite, like, old Formula One clips is a clip from – I'm not even sure what year it is, but it's early on, earlier in – or, like, kind of in the middle of his of his career when he was racing with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And it's in uh, – I mean, it's, it's, in, it's in the big one. It's in Monaco. Yeah. He crashes, and instead of sticking with his car and going back to the pit lane – he yeah. just walks off the track and goes and hangs out with his friends on his yacht. Yeah. It's one of my favorite like sports clips of all time. And I think that that clip just really epitomizes Kimi Raikkonen. So we will miss oh, him yeah. and we will miss his presence greatly. Yeah. I, I miss him because he just kind of has that. I don't care attitude, but what I personally love about him, he wins a championship, maybe for a couple years, tries to win some more, but can't. He says, now, I don't want to retire and keep really good, like, statistics, like, you know, matches won versus entered. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to race because I want to race. So I'm going to stick around for the next, you know, almost 10 years plus, you know, and just just race. Just doing it. Just do it. That's what I love about it. Yeah, we will definitely miss him. All right, let's get to the big one. Valtteri Bottas going to Alfa Romeo taking Kimmy's place and George Russell getting the call. Bring, bring. Yeah. George time to hop in the mark time to get in. It's time to go boy. What do you think? I mean this, I, and I also tweeted this out, follow us from at formula one gridlock pod. I think George Russell is going to give Lewis Hamilton a better fight than he's probably ever had. And I know that uh, Nico Rosberg beat him in 2013. I think George Russell could literally be challenging Max and Lewis next season. I literally think that. I, so I can agree with the challenging Max and Hamilton. I don't know if I can get behind them that ever had. The fight between Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton in 2016 was, was a it 16? Was it 16 or it was, was it 2016? Yeah. Okay, my bad. I got the dates mixed up. 
What'd you say, 2013? I thought 2013. I thought it was... Yeah, 2013 is Vettel's... My bad. ...streak. Year right. But yeah, in 2016, it was a dogfight. And we all know what happened. I think it was on the Japanese Grand Prix uh, when they both crashed into each other. One of them, I think one goes wide. Hamilton goes into the grass wide or something, and Rosberg's going to the left, and then they crash into each other, and everyone's heated. Yeah, dogfight. Yeah, so I don't know if I can get behind the better than he's ever had, at least not for a couple years, but I, it's almost a mistake on Mercedes' part. And I say that wanting uh, Russell there and arguing for the past months yeah. that he, he should be and that Bottas shouldn't be. But from a like logical standpoint, they're putting one of the best drivers in the grid, which I'm fully behind, uh, in a Mercedes against their golden boy. You know, yeah, and it's just, well, I don't know, because Bottas is the safe choice. It, even if they don't tell Bottas, hey, let Hamilton pass, Hamilton's going to pass Bottas. It's yep. just, he's not going to have a fight. I mean, if they're going for Constructors' Championships, oh, yeah. With Russell and Hamilton, they're going to dominate. And that's saying something because they dominated with Bottas. But... If they're going for drivers for Hamilton, oof. Gonna be good. Yeah. Gonna be good. I'm already excited for next year. And this year's not yeah. even over. And this yeah. has been a great year so far. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about the redemption arc that is Alex Albon. We really didn't get to talk that much about Alex Albon because as soon as we started the podcast, we kind of started it this year. And he was, you know, kind of a, already out. So I'm excited to talk about Alex. I think, and I also tweeted this out at Formula One Gridlock F at F1 Gridlock Pod on Twitter. Give us a follow. Um, that Alex Albon got absolutely shafted at Red Bull in retrospect. Yeah. To honestly believe that a driver as young as he was could come in on a top team with no experience. He had about half a season at Toro Rosso to honestly believe he could come in and perform at the level, even close to a guy like Max Verstappen is ridiculous. And I felt he was incredibly hard done. He needed they really should have just kept Pierre in the seat and allowed him to find his own footing. I think he's already found it at AlphaTauri. I think even a fourth place finish like this weekend shows that. Um, and I think Alex should have stayed at Tor Russo now AlphaTauri. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of ridiculous what they did to what they did. To, they massacred my boy. Um, Alman's not really my. I like Alman, but. And I think Williams is the perfect move for him. I really do. What do you think? I think uh, I think the original perfect move is AlphaTauri. I think that's the original perfect move. But I I love to see him back. Like you said, like I understand what Red Bull was doing, but Alex had spent half a year in F one, half a year. Then they said. Okay, this other kid's not performing. Your turn. Step into the second best car on the grid and place in the top five consistently. Thanks. 
and you, and then that's his that's his whole F one career is that saga, and then he doesn't perform well, so they say okay bye, and then he gets picked up by no one else. I hated to see it. Uh, I you know with Pierre, he at least got to stay in the sport and is now proving that he should stay in the sport. Uh, but yeah, I I love to see him back. I think Williams is a great move because mm-hmm. he he needs more experience. He his experience was. Alpha Tari for half a year and then doing stuff he shouldn't for the next year and a half or year. I don't know how long he spent. I know he spent two seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he had a full year and then half a half a season. Yeah, I, I think I think he needs more time before he justifies that he should be in a mid uh, mid pack car. I don't know if that's uh, Alpha Tari in a bit or not. We'll see. Yeah, tough to see. Uh, yeah, I mean the the I mean the thing that plagued him. I think he's a quick driver. The thing that plagued him was inconsistency. It's the same thing that hurt Pierre. Yeah, it's these young guys. These these these. Not every young driver is going to be Max Verstappen. Like, mm-hmm. and we well, kind Max of had this wasn't conversation. Even terribly consistent before. He was just good. No, but he he found his footing really quickly. Yeah, and. Red Bull kind of expects these other guys to do the same. It's that whole mentality of if they're good enough, they'll like they'll swim. They kind of went over that in or, or they kind of talked about that or touched on that in in the Drive to Survive series. Yeah. Where that was kind of Red Bull's mentality yeah. uh, or at least seemingly their mentality of of you know, if they're good enough, they'll figure it out. But I think a guy like Pierre Gasly like shows that maybe that's not the right approach for this. Yeah, I think yeah he he's terribly he wasn't consistent because he's a rookie, uh in in the second best car on the grid, and then he's got Red Bull beating down his neck saying hey perform well or bye bye every race. Yeah, it, it seemed he, like it. He had like no he had like no stress feet weekend when he was racing with them yeah definitely all right excuse me i wanted to touch on one last thing this will be kind of a shorter episode just because you know we need to we need to go we need to get it out yeah let's talk about power rankings chase i really like these power rankings they come out um after every race and i think they're fun so chase Uh i want to see if you can guess the top five of of uh after this after the dutch grand prix oh i it's pierre pierre gasly uh number one uh max number two Perez number three hamilton number four leclerc number five okay you got most of them actually yeah i'm Um, good dude let's go number one max verstappen close uh took pole killed Mm. it clear a 10 out of 10 score for max verstappen number two pierre gasly mm-hmm. qualified p4 finished p4 uh got a score of nine and a half third place the championship runner-up currently lewis hamilton mm-hmm. number four this is an interesting one fernando alonso they gave him an 8.8 and i think that's due to the fact that he qualified in ninth 
and finished the race in sixth, which is pretty darn good. He split the Ferraris. That's yeah. a pretty great race. Yeah, that's a good race by him. And fifth place, you hit it right on the head, was Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Eight and a half. What I said, mind you, isn't what I believe, but that's what I figured they'd go with. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, hit me with what you believe then, my dude. What I believe. This is the place for hot takes. It's going to be boring, but what I believe is Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris, uh, Perez. Oh, let's see. You still got Norris up there. He hasn't had. He, I know he's our guy. I, I love him too, but. Well, maybe if we're going off of this race, that's not it. My power rankings, just in general, that's it. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking... These are live, baby. Yeah, if we're we're going this race, uh, Verstappen, Gasly, Hamilton, Leclerc, Perez. No, Perez in front of Leclerc. Okay, so you have the same top three, and then you throw in Perez. Yeah, and I, I switched my top three around a little bit. No, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Because they hadn't, you hadn't. They... Was Hamilton three? Yeah, Hamilton was third. It oh, goes that's my bad. That's my One bad. Max, yeah. two Pierre, three, three Lewis. Yeah. And then Fernando, Alonso, and you had Sergio Perez there. Yeah. Sergio Perez is not in the top 10. Yeah, which, which is, is kind of weird. It's absurd. Cause... For as good of a race as he as we both believe he had. Well, and it's not that he passed the whole mid-pack. It's that he passed two McLarens that were in the mid-pack. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, him passing those McLarens was big. Well, and you think, like, even in, in a poor weekend, Norris is going to be an easy pass? The answer is no, he's not going to be an easy pass. And no. Perez made him an easy pass. Yeah, Lando Norris is still... is. I mean, he's not solidly, but... Lando Norris is 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 in in fourth right now for the driver standings. He's he's right in front of Sergio Perez. Yeah, like Lando Norris has been very consistent this year, so he's not a he's not an easy pass here. Absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. All right, Chase. Well, why don't we wrap it up there? Uh, yeah. Excited for this weekend. We've got Monza this weekend. Um, give me your one, two, three. Monza one, two, three. All right, hot take time. Leclerc. Ooh, okay. Uh, Leclerc. Let's see. Leclerc for Stappen. Vettel. Vettel? Mm-hmm. He's had some hot races this season. And, I mean, he's got a, a crap ton of experience. Monza's a fast one, you know. Got some got some tough corners. I think he could pull it off. Just, you know, get gets a good qualifying and carries it. Okay. Okay. I like your Ferrari pick, but I don't like your driver. Ooh, that's fair. I think that Carlos Sainz is going to have his breakout race. I think he's going to out-qualify his teammate. I think he might even out-qualify Sergio Perez because I don't think Sergio Perez is going to have a great race. This track, Sergio likes the the tracks that he can kind of out, you know, out turn, get around yeah. a guy. This track is all about speed. It's the temple of speed. And Carlos yeah. Sainz loves to go fast. He's the chili pepper. That's Carlos true. Sainz. I actually don't have even have him winning. 
But I've got Max Verstappen one. I think Max is going to continue this dominant run of form. I think Carlos Sainz is going to get up into second. And I don't think Lewis is going to get top three. I think somebody, I don't know, maybe Pierre Gasly continues his form. Pierre has a great, Pierre has great luck in Monza. And I think we might see him get third. I think it's going to be a interesting race. I really do. Yeah, I mean, if either of our predictions are close, that's a good race. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chase. Well, it was excellent talking with you, of course. And can't wait to see you next week. Yeah, definitely. Same.